Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footnote Church in Glendora, California. All right, well, we are ready for another episode of our podcast, Footnotes. My name is Stephen Coffinrath. I'm your host, and today we are with a friend who has been uh, kind enough to kind of match up schedules with us a bit here in the States and uh, share a bit of ministry life in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And so, of course, that means we're here with Pastor Andrew Elder. Hey, brother, good to have you with us. How are you? Hello, good to be here. I'm doing very well, thank you. That's awesome. Uh, thanks so much for doing this, man. We appreciate it. For those of, of you at Foothill who are listening, who are giving, or maybe have already given towards our campaign to the end of the earth, Andrew and, and Village Church South are an example of kind of who we get to invest our time and resources into um, and who, who you're supporting, Foothill, in regards to church planning. So uh, really exciting to kind of put um, you know a face and a voice with with uh, a name, maybe. Um, I first got to ha- actually hang out with Andrew back in 2018. Um, you may not remember this, Andrew, but we were in Reno uh, at the X29 conference in May. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I do. We had we had dinner together. We did. I th- if, if there's food and uh, wine involved, I will remember. Yeah, it. <laughs> that's good. That's a, that's that's funny. So. I think that place served elk. Or or some kind of interesting. And it did serve elk because I, didn't I have the elk? I think I had. I think the you elk. had the elk, and it was kind of like, ooh, what is it? What yeah. does it taste like? And yeah, I know. I you probably you probably had it before. Then, no, we don't have elk. We don't have elk here. No, you have to no. go to Scot- Scotland for that, probably, right? I mean, I know I look like I should be the kind of person that eats <laughs> elk a lot, but no, I'd never have it. Before. It's it's it probably very, just tastes like beef or something. I don't know. Elk is very in vogue nowadays, so uh, we were just ahead of the time. Um, obviously, the big milestone that year in 2018 was uh, was launching Village South, which um, a team from Foothill got to be a part of the festivities that week, leading up to your first Sunday. So that's right. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great to have you guys. Yeah, we have a lot of fun, uh, fun memories of you guys being over here. It was probably a stressful week for you, but it, it was a great week for us. Do you know it was one of those things where, um, looking back on it, you just see God's providence because. I, I think it was a stressful week for me, but I think I didn't realize how much we actually had to do right. until you guys showed up. And then it was like, oh, we have all the stuff to do. And then you guys were there and it was like, don't worry, we can take care of that. Sure, so sure. that was just great. It was a real blessing. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago. It does. It does. Uh, yeah. So it's some, in some ways, it's kind of funny to kind of introduce you, but I, I do want um, some people in our church to kind of just hear from you and they don't necessarily know your story much, but... Uh, excited to introduce you and your family and your ministry that you're doing in Belfast to our church. Uh, they've seen plenty of videos uh, before. They've heard us talk about you guys, but uh, tell us about yourself. Let's start with your family, maybe. Yeah, uh, I am married to a lovely woman called Haley. We've been married for eight years now, uh, eight years, almost nine. Because uh, she reminded me the other day that like next year will be our 10th wedding anniversary, yeah. and she wants to go on a trip somewhere, so we're going to have to think about that uh we have two kids finley is six years old um and abigail is three and uh they're great they're just brilliant um and it's nice to have like a boy and a girl because you get that mix but also they just have such different personalities well like when we had finley and and i don't know if you felt the same way Stephen. once you start to learn their personality you're like you just assume that your kid is going to be the same as you Mm -hmm. and then i have this boy who's like the opposite personality (laughs) to me He's quiet, he's smart, he's reserved, <laughs> he's very, very sensitive. He's sure. like the opposite of me. 
And then uh, Abigail, she just, she's just, you know, looks like her mom, crazy, curly blonde hair, and then is me, if I were a little girl, running around, terrorizing the place, climbing on things, you know, yeah, they're just an absolute joy and a delight. Yeah, that's awesome. We're having lots of good fun at the minute. Yeah, yeah. we we've experienced similar rhythms, and and then they, it changes. Like every couple of years, it's like, oh, let's rotate over, and now they get you know emotional. Or I mean, I have uh, older kids that I mean, my oldest is about to turn eleven, and it's just interesting to see the things that he's dealing with at eleven that we never even thought about at seven. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, keep it going here. I'd love to hear some more history. And actually, I'm not even sure if I know the answers uh, to all these, but you know, how, how did God call you into ministry, Andrew? How, how, did the, how did you end up being the pastor of Village South? Tell us that story a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a funny one. Uh, call, I think calling is a, funny, is a funny kind of thing, isn't it? Because for, maybe it works this way for some people that, you know, there's a kind of lightning bolt moment where you're walking mm-hmm. down the road and you see the you know, the clouds part and there's a message from God or something. It certainly wasn't that way for me. I think, I think, you know, growing up, I always had this sense of, you know, church leadership or ministry. And, and then, and then quite honestly, for years, I just, I, I kind of rejected that. Mm. And then in lots of ways rejected God and always would have called myself a Christian, but certainly there was a number of years where I wasn't living that way at all. And then, you know, when, when Lucas and Sue Parks, who you guys obviously know very well, um, when they when they were sent out to plant Village uh, Church in Belfast, um, I ended up through Lucas's brother, actually. We were friends. Like, we used to play in bands together and all that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. And, uh, so, yeah, so we, we kind of knew each other from the music scene. And, and he mentioned this kind of Bible study thing that was happening in his brother's living room. And... Um, and I thought that sounded cool, so I went, and that's kind of how it started. And, and God really used those early days in, in what would become Village to, um, I mean, give me a, a greater a greater understanding of the gospel. Um, I really see the value of the church as the bride of Christ and the necessity of that, and mm. and understand what the church could be. And then, I mean, I mean, I, I mentioned that calling is kind of a funny thing. Yeah, I, I think there's four kind of parts to calling for, for me anyway and I, I see this in other people but definitely for me so I think the first thing is need you have to see a need and recognize the need and we and we for as long as there was a village church it was always going to be a church planting church right and and you kind of you know you kind of grow up like we you know we were part of village from the very early days and that was going to happen and so there was a need to plant this church in the south south part of our city and 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 then the second part is like you well you have to be willing and and you have the desire to respond to that need right so that was there and then i think there has to be affirmation from your church leaders um from other people who know you and trust you and, and who know and trust the lord and that was there as well i mean uh so that was kind of free of those four things and the the fourth thing i think which is you know another sign of the lord calling you is uh provision mm. and and that happened so i remember we went to um my wife and i went with Lucas. We have this we had this thing while Lucas lived here. There was a few years where it seemed like me and Haley would go on a trip with Lucas. It'd be like a weird kind of, you know, Lucas joining me and my wife on a trip. <laughs> um, it was kind of weird. Like the third wave. Right, right. Um so we went to an X twenty nine conference in Rome, which is just, you know, obviously a brilliant place to go for a conference. And at that time we were really exploring is this the right thing for us and mm. and just being at that conference we had I mean we both had 
a lot of reservations, Haley more so than me. And then at that conference, we just decided, now I think that, you know, Belfast needs this church and, and God wants us to do that. And so I, I, I remember being in our hotel room and I went to, I went, you know, down the street to a bar to meet Lucas and we, we had a beer and I said, Hey, I think that God, we want to do this. I think God is telling us to do this. Mm. And he immediately replied with, well, I've just, res- I've just secured like a, a part-time salary for a church plant oh. resident. So it was like straight away, you know, the, the need, the desire, the affirmation and the provision all like came together and, um, man, that, that was, I mean, that's probably like five years ago now and, mm. and God has just continued to provide for us every single day. And that's incredible. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. Just look back yeah. at God's faithfulness and that. What were you being in a way kind of called out of? Like, what was your job before that? What were you, what was the kind of the trajectory of life before five years ago? Uh, yeah, I ran a, I ran a bike shop actually. Mm. Um, there were a couple of us, um, Another guy is now an elder, uh, another, another pastor in village, actually, uh, Lucas's brother. We uh, were really good friends, like I mentioned, and we ran a little bike shop together. So we would uh, we would just build um, build bicycles and uh, repair bicycles and stuff. And then, I mean, we went into that because it was like something we both enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy cycling. I went to the Tour de France last year, or you know, the year before when mm-hmm. before COVID and. I, you know, it was always something I've been into, and I guess, I guess, looking back, we didn't necessarily go into that. Or I didn't with any long-term ambition. We did it because it was fun, and we did it because we enjoyed it, yeah. and it ended up being like a little community hub. Mm. You know, we would give away free coffee, and it was a real, you know, we'd run community events, um, like all these like group rides and barbecues and film nights and and all this kind of stuff. So there was a real sense of community and that that's what, that's what the Lord called me out of. And he, he really firmly closed that door actually, hmm. um, uh, which is another story. But it, I would say in those days I learned how to form community, you know, and I learned, uh, it's funny because that was right in the area where our church is, you know, and, and where all the people from our church live. And so everyone in the, everyone in the neighborhood, you know, got to know me through that. And so there was, I think God used those years of doing the bike shop as a way of like, you know, putting down roots yeah. in the neighborhood yeah. um, and has continued to use that, you know? Yeah. And in a way, I mean, God really providentially kind of pivoted your story into kind of a similar lane. Um, no bike pun intended there, but there's a, there's a sense, there's a sense that like, I mean, you were already kind of drumming up community. You were already kind of gathering people for a purpose and, and, and so God's like, hey, let's let's make Andrew a church planner and and do it that way. Um, what I love what I love about hearing that is I think there are a lot of people. You, I think you succinctly and really really uh, summed up the idea of calling well. And I think that there are a lot of people who, um, and it doesn't have to be being called into ministry or being called to church planning. Maybe it is, but there are certainly things God calls us to that. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily happen because we're qualified per se, or because we hear this booming voice from the sky. It's because we're just being kind of faithful where we are and following those breadcrumbs. Yeah, that's it. I, 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 that's exactly it. It's just about being faithful where you are with what God has given to you. And, and that's it. And responding to the need you see around you. Now, I, so I went off and got my master's and, yeah. you know, in seminary and all that kind of stuff. And, and God, you know, God will equip you with what you need to do what he's called you to do. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, that's just sharing the gospel with your neighbor mm. uh, over the fence 
or whether that's going to a foreign mission field or planting a church or whatever, like big or small, God will equip you to that's do that. Good. So that's great, man. So you you grew up in Belfast, right? Or at least in the area? Uh, not really. I I grew up um I grew up about thirty miles north of Belfast. Okay, small small town. Gotcha. Small town. Yeah. It's funny considering the yeah. size of Ireland, Northern Ireland. You say thirty miles outside of Belfast. I'm like, yeah, that's Belfast. But like, because out here you say like okay, thirty yeah, miles. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you're from LA or whatever. So, um, yeah, exactly. I, I understand what you yeah. mean. Though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, that's so far Belfast away. <laughs> yeah. It's tiny. Belfast is tiny. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you've you've lived there for a while, done ministry there for a while, but maybe kind of give us a little bit of some insight into what Belfast culture is like. You know, if if I was maybe a new missionary looking in, what's unique about doing ministry work in Belfast, Northern Ireland context? Like, are there cultural idols or challenges that are maybe unique to that area? Yeah, definitely. Like everywhere, and I'll tell you what's I tell you what's difficult about being in ministry where you uh you know where you're from, mm. right? Culture is invisible when you're part of the culture. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I think it's Keller uses this example of a fish. If you say that a fish, like, how's the water? The fish will say, what's water? Yeah, That's what's like, that's yeah. with culture. So, yeah. So I think when you start to plant a church, you have to actually do a lot of work mm-hmm. to figure out what the culture is. Um, and that's been quite a journey as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, you've been here. Uh, you've met people from Northern Ireland. I think we're, fr- I think we're a friendly bunch. I think that, family is really important i think friendship is really important i think community is really important um but there are barriers and idols that are really hard to tear down with people yeah. i think because of our because of our you know uh history of conflict here there tends to be two there tends to be two sides and i don't mean catholic and protestant although that is sure. still very much there i mean like on one side you have this cultural christianity which is all i mean it almost reminds me of like maybe like uh, you know, kind of national nationalist Christianity you might see in, you know, Trump America or something sure. like that, right? It's kind of like that. And whether you're Catholic or Protestant, um, you have your own version of the gospel and it's usually related to your politics. It's tied up with your politics. Uh, there's a lot of nominal Christianity. And so we have, you know, we have quite a lot of people who go to church who say they're Christians Quite a lot of people, both Catholic and Protestant, will have their will have their babies, you know, baptized. Will be have their wedding in a church. Will have their funeral in a church. There's a there's a lot of that, and within that nominal Christianity, there isn't necessarily all that. Yeah, there isn't necessarily always a lot of gospel mm-hmm. being preached. Right. On the that's one side. So so I mean, you know, you, it's almost like oh, I don't I don't need the gospel because I grew up in this yeah. environment. I grew up in this home. I grew up in this tradition. On the other side, and this is probably more prevalent with the, the people that aren't church engaged with, because um, we, we live in one of the most progressive, probably the most progressive part of our city. There's there's almost a rejection of Christianity, um, and it feels very much more like any other major city in the world um, where, you know, the values of Christianity are seen as, as, as old-fashioned, mm-hmm. um, as kind of our arcane and maybe even oppressive mm. if you're talking about biblical sexual ethics or abortion, um, you know, always kind of, you know, gender identity issues. You're seen as old fashioned. You're seen as oppressive. You're, you're, um, yeah, you're homophobic. You're transphobic, whatever. And there's almost a, not just the normal, you know, progressive sense of rejecting those things, but also, and actually, 
that people will say, well, also, isn't isn't Christianity the cause of like hundreds of years of of, of violence right. and chaos in Ireland? Like, why why would we we need to leave all of that behind? Mm. We we need to throw off those shackles of religious oppre- oppression. We don't need that. Um, and progressive society is the way forward. That's so. Those are the two sides that you have: that nominal Christianity and the kind of more progressive liberal stuff. And um, you know, we we kind of find ourselves caught in the middle of that. Like for example, uh, I was chatting with my neighbour uh, a couple of months ago, and we got on really well with him. And he said, you know, he's like, we're, he's talking about how he's an atheist, right? Mm. But I know he's not an atheist because he said little things. But he says he's an atheist. Sure. But then he's like, we were talking about something about what happens after you die and he said i'll worry about after that i'll worry about that after i die mm. and then i'm like well but you believe that nothing happens after you right. die because you're an atheist you know <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like it's this crazy um you know complicated weave of these two kind of sides coming sure. together so that's that's something that while we're in the suburbs out here in glendora just to kind of think about your experience of those kind of polar opposites we we are. I think Keller also says, you know, that trickle uh, that culture trickles down from kind of the big cities, and so I, I think that we're even experiencing that in the suburbs. That that type of uh, of animosity towards religion um, has grown for sure in the last in the last decade or so. The, the the other great thing about people from Northern Ireland, especially in Belfast, I think, is that no one is afraid ever to tell you what they think. Hmm. They're you know what you know in the, you know in the states if you go in a coffee shop that you know the server's really polite and they'll be like have a good day right and there's a surface kind of surface level of conversation that you're probably not going to go underneath right here people are just willing to tell you their opinion on anything mm. like almost as soon as you meet them mm. and so what that actually does is it it opens up doors for conversation yeah and and so you know most of most of my apart from like preaching on a Sunday and, and on a live stream and stuff, I mean, most of my personal evangelism is done at the pub, yeah, right? Where, and that's okay. So don't, don't think like bar culture and no, no, yeah. like it's a, it, yeah, you guys can understand that. So it's where people go to gather and socialize and stuff. And, and I've had lots of like hundreds of great conversations there, uh, just openly sharing the gospel because people are willing to get to that level straight away. Right. So that's great. So, if you're a conversationalist and you love talking to people, then Belfast is a great place to, you know, do ministry and be on mission. That's great. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about this last uh, last year. How's how's COVID kind of impacted your church? Where were you guys kind of headed, and what do you feel like the Lord's kind of been doing instead? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. At the beginning, it was hard not to believe that we were losing momentum. Mm. That's how mm-hmm. I felt, and I think for. I think for a little while when we went into lockdown and I mean, we're still in lockdown here. You, you're not allowed to leave your home except to, you know, go get food or um, if you have to go to the doctor or for exercise, that's basically what you're, you, you know, stay at home. We're still in that. And at the start, I think I find it difficult. I was, if I'm honest, almost a little bit angry that, mm. Hey, we were gathering all this momentum. Like people were getting saved. People were being baptized. We were raising up leaders all the things that you expect and want to happen mm. in a new church plant, right? And it seemed like when lockdown hit and we couldn't meet together, um, it, it just took away our momentum. We have a big focus on community. So our missional communities, we, we believe in mission through community, uh, meeting in each other's homes a lot, eating together, all that stuff was just taken away. And so it took, it took a wee while for me to actually begin to realize that God had intentionally 
caused us not to slow down, mm. but to maybe focus on other things. So it's it's been great, like just seeing uh, a focus on prayer come out of that. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard to it's been really hard to to figure out how to do community really mm. well, um, or it's allowed us to see who the lonely people are in our church, mm. uh, to see who the the people who have mental health issues right. in our church. It's highlighted some of those things. It has been frustrating, but we've seen lots of opportunity out of that as well. You know, that's great. Lots of opportunity. That's great. Yeah, I, I resonate with that too. For our church, we've had kind of this this kind of hat of care put on our heads, even just more more acutely. And uh, it's been a blessing to kind of like have our eyes be open to some of the needs in our church that we didn't realize before. Do you feel like there's other areas, maybe even too, where you've just seen even seen God provide or God's grace in the midst of of, of this? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, like I said, the prayer thing. Yeah, I'm a pretty stubborn guy, so I'm like. After a few weeks of banging my head against a, a wall, and then it hit me like, okay, so what are we what are we talking about here? And, mm. and so you start to think about, well, where can we be active? And we've seen we've seen the Lord really do a work, I would say, in in developing a culture of prayer within our church. Mm. And so we have, you know, we have weekly prayer meetings on Zoom, which work really well. You see, you know, people meeting together. Uh, you can you can meet one other person for a walk or something like okay. that, and. Um, praying together um so that's been really really great we we know of one lady who's uh who's come to know the lord in this time and she's currently studying like a a baptism course she wants to get baptized as soon as as soon as we can do that again so um yeah that's that's amazing that even through this time and then i think just accepting those gospel opportunities close to home Mm -hmm. so you know, it's easy in some ways to hide behind a missional community and be and, and feel okay. Well, I am on mission because I'm part of this group, or mm-hmm. I'm you know doing this thing. But what does what this has allowed us to do is like, just think about close to home. Mm. The, the the old lady across the street, you know, your neighbor on the other side, or and just talking to those people because I've got to know my neighbors way more mm. during the last year than I ever have, and 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 we've been able to just encourage our people to. Uh, listen to the Lord, listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, um, serve those people really, really well, love them really well, and then just be honest and faithful when the opportunity arises to share. Share the reason for the hope that you have. Yeah. Isn't that what we're told to do? Yeah. So, yeah, it's so some of, there are good things, and, and God is still building his church. Jesus is still building his church during this time, and it's it's amazing to see. So we're, I've been I've been working with a, a couple of guys uh uh, doing some elder training, so we're hoping to install our very first elders in Village South this year uh, in the next few months. So that'll be exciting too as well. So there's stuff, there's stuff still happening. The church is not closed, you know. Absolutely, that's so encouraging to hear, man. And just Stephen, I think for for us as well, just to not think about what you know the elders are doing in in Belfast, but also, I mean, that's a good word for us too. That just to keep our eyes because God is still at work and He's still. Um, he's still saving people. He's still, I mean, that's awesome. That story, that lady who is in that baptism course. Um, yeah. that's incredible. Well, just, to, uh, just to wind this down a little bit, man, I'd love to just throw some questions your way. Um, what's, what's something you and your family enjoy doing nowadays? What's something kind of give us a little bit of a, a look into the elder home. What, what's, uh, what's been fun yeah. for you? Disney plus was released here <laughs> the day after yeah. they announced the lockdown in March, 2020. And, and, that, and that's either a, 
the greatest coincidence or the greatest piece of marketing ever. It's probably the latter. Um, so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, but we've been enjoying uh, my Finley. Lo- he, he loves Lego. And yeah. through that, he got into Lego Star Wars. And so now I've been able to introduce him to the legit Star Wars uh, movies. Cool. And, and so we've been enjoying that. We've been enjoying reading together. This has been a, a strange season for us mm. because we've never had so much time together before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what it's like when you're in ministry. You're just busy or uh, you have long days. You have stuff in the evenings. You go on trips here and there. Right. None of that yep. has been happening. So uh, just the the simple joy of reading stories to my kids. Like mm. I've been reading the Chronicles of Narnia um, to, to Finley, and, and we've just been enjoying that. And time spent in our garden. Um, yeah, we do get to be in our gardens <laughs> despite what people think right. it, is, it is dry sometimes so yeah and i'm just trying to figure out what healthy rhythms of um you know work and life and exercise yeah. look like yeah. you know so yeah that's great it's been good that sounds fun it's it's again yeah. so funny you're like five thousand miles away from us but it's like yeah us too disney plus us too with our garden and so on and so forth but yeah um, i i totally resonate man i just think that god has kind of given this opportunity to rem- just remember that I know this may sound very trite and, and surface level, but just remember the simple things. Mm-hmm. Like we, I don't know as a pastor and, and you don't know if you feel the same, that you probably always say my family is my first ministry, mm. but how many of us pastors actually practice that? Yeah, right. That's good. But this season has forced, has forced me to, to, okay, well I'm going to prioritize my family time. I'm going to, I'm, I, I have the, you know, I have the, the means to do that now. And, and hopefully that's one of the things I take out of this season as well when things start to pick up again, yeah. you know? That's awesome. Well, you mentioned reading before. Any other maybe book recommendations you may have, just uh, maybe Christian books in general or something that you're up to lately? Yeah, I really rec- I would really recommend everyone to read a book called Enjoying God by Tim Chester. Mm. I don't know if you guys have come across that one. If you are struggling to find your delight in God, mm. that book will help you. And it, it, he discusses, you know, and in, uh, in very beautiful ways how we can relate to each person of the God, uh, the Godhead. You know, the Father, the Son, and the Trinity, and how we can have a relationship with Him through each one of these persons. It's just beautiful. I really recommend that. Um, Enjoying God by Tim Chester. That's Another great. one that I have, I've just started, but I have to get it in because I've been loving it. I, I'm just in chapter two. It's called Rejoice and Tremble. You know mm. what I'm just going to show you? Yeah. Rejoice and Tremble. This is by a guy called M- Michael Reeves. He's a, it's, I think it's out on Crossway, yeah. And he's an English guy. Um, it's about the fear of the Lord, um, which is just so often misunderstood mm. and how fear of the Lord is a really good thing for us to enjoy and do as Christians. So those two books I'd recommend. That's great. Sure. Yeah, thanks for sharing those. Uh, yeah, just last question as we wrap this up. How can we be praying for, for you and Haley and, and the family in this season? Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And, and I do appreciate I know that Foothill people, you know, pray for us and, and we can feel that, we know that, and that's such a encouragement for us. Mm. Like I know if when I say, hey, pray for these things, that actually happens too. Yeah. And we need it. Um, so thank you all. Pray for that work-life balance. Um, that's tricky, you know. Um, Haley's working as well, so we, you know, that's you know, just trying to figure out homeschooling mm-hmm. at the minute and all that kind of stuff. Uh, pray for Finley. He goes back to school, much like you, you, you guys, I guess, yeah. over there. He's going back to school next week, and um, you know, he, he's got some fear and trepidation around that. He's he's a pretty shy kid, and and so I uh, just pray for him and that. 
Um, and, and one other thing, if it's not too selfish to pray for, uh, we just feel like we need a holiday. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just, just pray that the Lord would, um, allow that to happen this year in mm. the summer, um, that we would actually get to, get to take some time off, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Those would be good, good prayers for our family. That's yeah. great. Yeah. We're on it, man. And yeah, I think that, uh, that affection goes, goes both ways. We, um, please, please, uh, send our, our best to not only your family, but village South. And I, I feel like we are, we, even though we're far away, we're very much one in spirit with, with what you guys are doing. Uh, yeah. we love you all and your congregation. Yeah, man, it's been a joy to catch up a bit. Allow our church to, to hear from you, Andrew, um, get to know you as well. Thanks so much for your time today and, and being on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Stephen. It's been a joy. We love you guys. And as soon as this is over, I, Hope to get out there to eat some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, and, let's uh, do it. See everyone. Come to church. <laughs> awesome. We'll definitely do that. Thanks, bro. All right. God bless. All right. Well, we're out of time. But thanks for joining us for our podcast, Footnotes. Be sure to subscribe. And we'd also appreciate you sharing this resource with others and even leaving us a favorable review if you feel so inclined. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. Elk is very in vogue nowadays.